Welcome back to The Old Goal of Truth. I'm Bryce. And I'm Alex. This show is all about exploring self-improvement through philosophy. This time, we're doing something a little different. This is a bonus episode. Yes, we have with us a fellow podcaster and our first guest, Chris Yee. Want to introduce yourself, Chris? Hi, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um, So I am Chris Yee, and I have my own podcast. It's called Absurd Hypotheticals, uh, where we just discuss... Uh, different hypothetical questions and we try to answer them sort of in like a scientific way uh, while still trying to be entertaining and I also write books um, mainly science fiction books but I've been kind of venturing into mystery a little bit so that's that's what I do yeah um, and it's awesome I I like Chris's work um, and and we've interacted a lot in our creative endeavors so uh, and it's nerdchomp.com uh, where you can find everything you do. That, right, Chris? Yep, that's correct. Uh, with this, I'm going to set the stage a little bit for what we're discussing. Um, so we're, we're talking about good versus evil. A, a main point of the conversation will be focused on the trolley problem uh, as well as Thanos, um, which, is, which has come up in, in the podcast before. Chris messaged me uh, after, after listening to the episode saying, hey, uh, I have some thoughts on this. And I said, that's a lot of thoughts. Let's have you on the show. So Chris, if you would like to start us off, flesh out your thoughts a little bit, just take a, a few minutes to go into what you think and, and, uh, and I guess what your, what your ideas are going into this problem. Yeah, so the main thing that I talked about when I messaged you was that um, I think Bryce had mentioned on the episode that... Um, well, you mentioned the Thanos in in Avengers Infinity War. Thanos has a plan to uh, kill half of the population in the universe in order to save everyone. Um, and you were discussing the morality behind that. And I thought that was interesting because it reminded me of a classic um, classic thought experiment called the trolley problem, where there is a train or a trolley on a track that is hurtling towards... I think in my message I said three people, but I think the the actual thing is five people. It doesn't really matter how many people there are, but um, five people. It's hurting towards five people, and you are watching this, and you have a switch next to you. And what that switch does is it changes the trolley onto a separate track. So you can switch the track, and those five people will be saved. The thing is that on the separate track, there's one person that's standing on that track. So if you switch the track, that one person will die. So it turns out that your two options are if you don't switch the track, then five people die. If you do, that one person will die. And most people, or the, the, the main conundrum is that if you let those five people die, you're doing it passively, so you're not really you're not the one that killed them. You're just watching it. And if you switch the track, then you actively kill that other person. They die because of what you did. Um, So there's some arguments about what is morally right and wrong. Um, Personally, I, I believe that it's right to switch the track and save those five people and kill the one person. Um, I think the, the majority agrees with that. I'm not exactly sure on the, the consensus with that, but I think it leans towards that option. Um, and the interesting 
interesting thing I thought about this is that um, in the case of Thanos, uh, it's basically the same thing, only scaled up. So Thanos is try basically the five people on the track is the whole universe and killing half of the universe is the one person on the track. So he's choosing to actively kill half of the universe in order to save everyone. Yeah, so in the case of Thanos, killing half of the universe is the equivalent of killing that one person on the track. Killing the or letting the entire universe die is the equivalent of letting those five people die. And the interesting thing I thought was that in the case of the large scale with Thanos, I agree with the popular opinion that he is in the wrong he's he shouldn't kill half of the population i think most people agree with that but then if you scale it down it gets interesting because i said that i agree that um that it's better to save the five people so those two opinions contradict each other and i don't really know why i had those contradicting beliefs but it's i just find it interesting that when you scale it up they contradict each other so I've been thinking about um, the the difference in between these two problems um, all week. And one thing that I kept thinking about was that everyone tries to um, justify their decision with the trolley problem. So they say, well, you know, if, if the five people are... are old people and they're going to die in the next few weeks or whatever, then you may as well just let them die, right? And save the one person who's going to, like, who's the younger person, like, uh, maybe it's a baby, right? So so you have the these people trying to say, oh, well, if it's this case, then, then I would do this. But if it was this case, then I would do, do this. And I think with... So if you watch if you watch the movies, um, Thanos says that it's completely random. He he's just gonna snap out a a random half of the universe. Poor, rich, good, evil, just half of them are randomly snapped out of existence. So with the trolley problem, now you have to face that with you have no clue who is the one person and who are the five people and i think it's interesting because i think when when you have no clue it's easier to make that choice and say well i'll i'll divert the trolley to the one person because that means that there's a higher chance of good people to survive basically um so it's it, it's almost saying the exact same thing with uh with what Thanos did, right? He's um he's killing half of the universe because well now we can thrive. And and usually when when people are thriving, people are better. Like they're happier, they're they're nicer to each other. And when when people are struggling, they're they're not as nice. The problem is, as well, if you look at uh, history in the world, that some of the happiest people are actually living in poverty, but then some of the worst people are also living in poverty. So it's like you have all these different 
um, scenarios. And so I guess I've, I've got this one question that we can get discuss later on, but what if you chose to snap out all, all the bad people? Like we'll still keep it as, as half of the universe. Um, but you keep like all, all the happiest people and all like the nicest people and that sort of thing, no matter rich or poor. Um, and then, uh, if you look at it as if he snapped out everyone who wasn't like him, because he he believes he's kind of the best type of person, because he is taking his opportunity. He's seizing the moment to say, "Hey, I'm helping the universe by killing half of them." Right. So now now basically you you're left with half a universe full of Thanoses. Right. So so it's. I guess kind of the debate of what's best to do when when having people survive. So okay, so in thinking about this, when when Chris first mess- messaged me, I was like, "Oof, you know." Um, in in practice, in practice, honestly, it's it's hard to say what what one would do um, before they're actually in that situation. Um, cause like Chris mentioned, you're actively killing one person. Like they would not have died had you made a different choice. Um, and so, I mean, and with that, you can, you can play the blame game of, you know, I mean, you could, you could say, well, my coffee was late and that's why I happened to be at that point at that time, whatever. The, the way that I, I see the problem is Thanos is, I don't I don't know so much if if they if they equate to each other um, that well because Thanos is preemptively doing something right and and the universe isn't falling apart um, Earth Earth does provide enough food for everybody who lives here right so do we need to get rid of half the people um, probably not and. I don't know, and I just try to think of it in a practical uh, situation. I really, I really don't know um, what's right. And something that I really wanted to bring up is in the past couple weeks, uh, while we were chatting about about doing this episode, I actually listened to I think it was an episode of Freakonomics, where they they talked to. Um, uh, the people who are making decisions at hospitals, because right now, uh, topical, they are having to pick and choose who gets ventilators and who gets treatment and how they get treated, because it's it, they they have a lack of certain things, so they have to pick and choose who gets what and why. And one of the things that they they take into account, and this is kind of like an actuarial thing. One of the things they take into account is um, is l- life years. They what did they call it? They called it quality quality life years, or they had some some specific term that identified um, how. And they they have it in an algorithm, I guess, so that it's very specific. And they use this for organ transplants. Um, and certain areas do, uh, like sometimes if you need something less urgently, 
then you'll you'll get bumped lower on the list even if you were first on the list even if you were there first and needed say a kidney first you you might get bumped lower on the list um and so there are all these all these different things that they they take into account because um, if you're if you're old or you have a chronic disease or any of these other things if if your life after this incident isn't going to be great um you get bumped to the lower on the list and and i know we talk about these lives and bryce brought up an interesting point about the um the quality of people that you're choosing to save right it i know we say we say that um what if there was five people on one track and one person on the other track and you had to switch it to the other track? Well, what if amongst those people was Hitler? Like you knew that that was the next Hitler. Is that worth it, right? And so I guess it's, are you weighing just life, a life, or are you weighing the quality of that life, the quality of that person, the years they have ahead? Um, and how... I mean, how do you consider that in, in such a small instance, right? Um, so me personally, I don't have an opinion on on what what's good and what's not in this in this scenario. Um, but with that, I think we can open it up to to discussion to to start commenting on each other's uh, points and ideas. So I think it it's interesting because I was going to mention that. Um, the point that Bryce brought up about not knowing who these people are and potentially choosing um, like the bad people. I think the danger with choosing bad people is that who who's going to be the judge of who is good and who is bad with that. That's very subjective. Um, the way that Thanos does it where it's random is probably the fairest, but again, then some innocent people are going to die too. So that's, that's interesting to think about. Um, in the, in the case with Hitler being there, that is a case of just, um, having all the information that you need because without any information, yes, they're just random people. But if you learn more about the situation and you learn that Hitler is on one of them, then yes, switch it to Hitler. But then what if what if on the other track someone worse is on the other track? So uh, just like knowing all the information and maybe like maybe there's a third option. Maybe there's a button next to the switch that stops the train and we just didn't see it there. So I think in general, it's probably just the best idea is to like gather all the information that you possibly can on the on the subject, because chances are it's not a binary situation with two choices. I think that's the key thing here yeah i think i mean obviously in situations like that where you just have to act where you just have to do something or or do nothing which in itself is doing something um yeah and and you don't have all the information i think we know logistically what the the right answer would be but I, I don't think many people would be able to, to pull it off, would be able to actually um, sentence that one person in order to save the five. Bryce, what do you think? Um, well, one thing that I was thinking about is 
that would you, even if, um, say it was someone like um, Albert Einstein that was the one person on the other track, and then you've got Hitler and just a bunch of innocent people. You have no clue who they are. They're just people just living their lives. Um, would you be able to live with yourself in in either one? Because, I mean, both ways you're making a decision. And so would you be able to live with yourself if you killed four innocent people to kill Hitler? Or would you be able to live with yourself if you killed Einstein, a like really smart man, right? That and and I mean in uh, just the fact that you are um, actually making that choice, you're um, you're what's what's the word for it? <laughs> um, you're making the choice to actually kill the one person to kill in this case Einstein um, instead of just letting the trolley um, kill the four innocent people and Hitler right so it's so it now comes to the question of you know who, who what what does it matter for who it is um, would you be able to live your live with yourself with whatever with whatever decision you make right? Because me personally, I don't think I could live with either, right? I mean, I would still live my life, but it would still be in the back of my mind saying, what if that was the wrong choice? Right? Like, what if, yeah, I saved Albert Einstein, um, but one of the people on the other track was going to be the next Albert Einstein, Right. So so it's kind of like, will you no matter what choice you make, will you ever be able to. I guess, forget about it in a sense. And I think that comes down to just the amount of information you have, because you don't know if one of those other people is going to become Albert Einstein, but there is no way that you could know that Uh, you kind of just have to work with the information that you have in, in the moment and if you if you know the situation's coming up then prepare ahead of time and tr- try to get as much information as you can maybe maybe that guy's linkedin profile says that he is theoretical physicist or something that and he's on the brink of a breakthrough or something like that if you look that up then you knew then maybe you make a different decision i i think that's a really good thought cuz it's you um, I think it's something that kind of going along with the lines of will you be able to live with this? It's a you you knew what you were able to know, right? You made that decision. You had to make a decision, and you used all the information that you knew at the moment to make that decision. And I think that's something that like people live their lives beating themselves up for previous dis- decisions, and it's like. Well, did you know, one, for starters, did you know that that was wrong at the time, right? You may know that it was wrong now, but did you know that it was wrong at the time? So that's kind of my thoughts behind that one as well. Interesting. Um, the, one thing that I find interesting about this conversation is that um, part, of, part of it has become 
how fast can you Facebook stalk these people uh, before you make your decision? <laughs> oh no, there's or a train. Instead of this who is instead he? of <laughs> going them going and being like, get off the rails. <laughs> yeah, uh, well that comes to the the other third option that we didn't think of. You could just tell them to get off the rail. Right, right, exactly, right. Um, we've established that um, if if there wasn't a third option, if these people were stuck and all you could do, the only thing you could do was either let the five people die or move the train or the trolley so that it hits the one person. And and so I think I think we've established that either way that it goes, you're going to have some um some things to work through as a person uh and and because that's a tough decision to make and I think any time in our lives when we make a tough decision um we we face that so uh let's say let's say that you you've made your decision whatever it is to let the five people die or to kill the one person um you've made your decision what how how do you live with that? How do you think that someone can find peace um, with this being, you know, a podcast focused on philosophy as self improvement? How can you how can you find peace in a situation like that? I mean, I think both outcomes will be pretty traumatic at first because in both cases someone dies and you probably didn't know who they were. Um, I think in terms of, because you were asking, you you said earlier that you didn't know if you would be able to um, make the switch. I think the easier choice is to definitely just let the train hit the five people because people tend to freeze up when something tense happens like that. Um, it's actually interesting because there's a show on YouTube called Mindfield and they actually recreated this problem in real life and had real people go through this um, just to see if what people would choose. And what I forget what the actual results of that were. I, th there were a few people that chose to kill the one person, um, but there are also a few people that froze up. So there are, there are both cases happened. They, they had like a talk about it afterwards to make sure the person was like psychologically okay. They obviously didn't kill anyone. It was all like simulated. But yeah, in terms of coming to terms with the choice you made, that's a really tough thing to, to decide until you actually go through it. <laughs> Maybe if we take a look at it from a standpoint of another difficult decision that we've had to make um, where neither outcome was necessarily... Uh, pleasing and like you don't have to give specifics um, but like tough decisions happen all the time like we have to make them if we want to progress in life so maybe just taking it from a decision standpoint when you've made that tough decision and chosen one thing over another thing how do you how do you find um, how do you find peace with that I guess personally for me it comes back to that um the philosophy that I knew everything that I knew when I made that decision. I might have not known everything about that decision, but I made the best decision based on everything that I know. And um, I don't think anyone really 
makes a decision thinking, oh, this is the wrong decision. I'm going to make it. I don't I don't think that ever happens ever. Um, so every decision that everyone makes, they, they generally think it's the good, right decision to do. And I think the fact that you might learn later that it wasn't the right decision. Um, it's okay that you can, you can make mistakes. You can learn from your mistakes. Um, I think it's just how you, how you, uh, yeah, how you learn from your mistake and learn how to do better later on. I definitely would agree with Chris on that one. Um, that, you know, it's, if you do find out that later that your choice was the wrong choice um, for whatever reason, like we don't know how you'll find out or if you'll even find out. Um, but just understanding that, that it's a mistake. And I, I think that that goes along with a lot of things in life. Just kind of understanding that, that it's a mistake and say, you know what, I'm not going to make that mistake again right? Or I'm going to do my best not to. Because, I mean, one, I hope that none of us end up having to make this type of decision. And two, if we did, I hope that we don't have to make it a second time. Um, and I think I think it would be really hard to, um, to, to get over it if you did it a second time and a third time and so on and so forth. Um, if you kept making the mistake right you where you think oh um if if uh say you killed the one person the first time and that was the mistake and then so maybe you're thinking oh i should kill the five people and save the one person and that won't be the mistake but then that ends up being the mistake it's going to get really tough and and i think that's the same for for a lot of decisions that that you make throughout your life but I think a lot of it is just accepting it and, one, trying to move on and trying to do better. Because if you're going to keep on making mistakes, and like, take work, for example. If you're going to keep making mistakes at work, why is your boss going to keep you around? But if you, if you make a mistake and show that you can fix that mistake, obviously in some cases uh, you can't fix the mistake, like in, in this case... Um, in the trolley problem, but in some cases you can actually fix the mistake. And so if you go and do that and show that, hey, I'm worthwhile, then it, it, it helps you to show yourself that you are worthwhile, but then it also helps other people see that, hey, you know what, this person's actually trying to do their best, right? Like, if someone found out that, that, um, you just, you, you had a decision to make and you let the, tra the, the train or trolley uh, kill these five people, people may not look at you in the greatest ways, but if you really try to improve your life to basically make up for those four, five lives lost, then hopefully people will begin to look at you better as well. So I, I think one thing to think about too when when you're trying to get over something like this or even something a lot simpler because um, I mean in our daily lives we make mistakes and I mean you at least make one mistake a week 
I, I doubt that, that you make any less than that. And if you do, wow, good on you. <laughs> um, but it's just something where, where we need to improve ourselves from these mistakes and find, find ways to work through it. And some people, they're not going to be able to forgive us. It's, it's just how it's going to be. And, and I mean, it's unfortunate, but we have to just kind of keep moving. Like it's just, it's just how it is. We have to keep moving forward and not let people just tear us down. Something, something that, that I think about, um, and and as you guys have been sharing this, it seems like, it seems like we're talking a lot about acceptance that, that we made the decision in the moment with the information that we had, we did the best that we could. And I think that's, that's a huge point is, is that in the moment, in that time, were you trying? Uh, I think that's almost like a, that's like a, it, if you're, it's, it's a tough thing. Cause I don't want to say that the, the means necessarily justify the end. Um, but there are some cases where people really mean well, right? They're, they're trying. Um, and sometimes that ends disastrously, unfortunately, but, um, as, as you move on with your life, you have to learn to accept that in one of my classes right now, we're talking about Buddhism a little bit. And, uh, and we talk about the, the, uh, four noble truths and, and the first one is life is suffering or struggle and and that it comes from desire and that we have to accept um like kind of the the tone that i get from it in general is that you have to accept that life is difficult and life presents you with these difficult um struggles um i think i think buddhism is probably something that we'll talk about later in the show probably in several seasons from now um but it's also a, a very stoic philosophy that idea of of acceptance of accepting the reality that that you're dealing with um and i know i know for me when i've had to make hard decisions where there's not necessarily uh any good outcome that can come out of any of it i i have to accept that i did what i felt was right and and that I that I made a new reality because of it. That because of what I did, um, which I really believed was the right decision, um, things changed, and I and I I have had to accept those situations. I guess it's interesting too because we've been talking about this. Like there, there is a clear cut right direction and wrong direction, but then obviously sometimes that's not the case. And I think that that is influenced by um, your life experiences. So different people have different life experiences. So people might have different opinions on things. Um, so like, for example, if if you flip a coin 10 times for someone and it lands on heads 10 times in a row, and then for a different separate person, you flip a coin 10 times, it lands tails 10 times in a row. You bring those two people together and say, I'm going to flip this coin. You're going to call it. And if you get it right, this person lives. If 
you get it wrong, this person dies. They're both going to argue against each other. If those are their only, um, there's only experiences with coin flips, that one person's going to think that's going to land on heads, and he's going to 100% think that's that's true. The other person's going to think the the opposite. And they're both going to think they're right. But I think it's kind of, you have to kind of try to understand the other side. And I guess it just comes back to, to gathering as much information as you can to decide what is right and what is wrong. Because not everyone is going to agree. I I think one thing to uh, think about as well is that, like, you just you make mistakes. Like it's it's a natural point of life, and people won't like you for your mistakes. Um, and sometimes, like, thinking back to who gets to determine what's good and what's bad. Um. I I was I was thinking about it and I mean there there's some good people that weren't really the nicest to me or something happened in between us and well I don't like them right and so I could say yeah no they're a bad person even though in reality they're actually a good person and so that's kind of taking your again your own your own personal experience into that right just like the the flipping of the coin and so i don't think that really any one person can determine what's good and what's bad i i think you can determine for yourself what's good and what's bad um but for a society you honestly need the society to to join together and say, okay, this is bad and this is good, right? Come to an agreement sort of thing. The problem is is that, well, everyone's going to be arguing because they have their own life experiences. So in in all honesty, I don't think, I think we could get close, but I don't think we could ever determine what's good and what's bad. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. What I think good and bad is... um like what we define as morally good and morally bad is ultimately a collective agreement or throughout everyone. Um, And it's not a binary thing either. It's on a spectrum. So some people are going to think one thing is like on a seven out of 10, it's good. But then someone else might think it's a six out of 10. And that on that scale, it might vary depending on your life experiences. So it could slide down or slide up. Um, it could be flipped around. Uh, and just like that's going to be different for every single person. But the overall collective is going to have averages, I guess, on within the spectrum. So in general, I think, I mean, obviously there are things that are easier to determine because most people agree that, yes, that's bad. Um, but then there are things that are more controversial because it's more split. Um, and those things, it's hard to, it's hard to, to decide how to handle those situations. Yeah, I guess, I guess it comes down to, um, I mean, ultimately any, any act you take in life is a little bit of a trolley problem. 
not with perhaps such gruesome and and shocking results but i think there's still that no matter what decision you make you're still going to be um affected by your personal experiences with other people uh and and in your own head as well as um just you know and then afterwards you know what people people perceive um and and i i like what you mentioned about there it being a an agreement a societal agreement or a social contract that we agreed to these terms and and yeah right i think th- this is definitely a different place than than i expected the the conversation to go um <laughs> you know coming coming to the conclusion that maybe there's not a right or wrong decision it's an in the moment decision that we're each going to make in in a multitude of situations where where what we decide for ourselves what we think is the best might be the worst for somebody else because no matter what decision you make in the trolley problem somebody's dying and and to them that's the end of the world to them you made the worst choice um but unfortunately you have to you have to in the moment do what you think is best in any situation whether that involves you know handling the the track of a trolley or not um I, and i think that's interesting any does anybody have any closing thoughts any anything else that they'd like to add yeah, um, there's one thing that I was thinking of. We we were we were discussing about what you can do uh, to kind of um, move on from making those really big mistakes and try to better your life and stuff and get out of that uh, kind of slum that it would create. Um, one thing that we can do to help those people is to accept that hey yeah you know what you you did this but um like i want to help you become better right help help them become a better person help them so that they're not in the situation to make those mistakes right because some sometimes people are just in the wrong place at the wrong time and so if we can help people be be in the right place at the right time then then it will move us away from um having to really discuss like what are we going to do because we already know what to do right because we're trying to improve people's lives yeah like th- that idea of of mutual ex- uh, uh, exception acceptance acceptance <laughs> mutual yeah. acceptance yeah <laughs> uh, ex- what am i what am i saying um yeah, Chris, do you have any any wrap up thoughts here? Um, I mean, I agree with what Bryce said. Um, we're all really just trying to improve, uh, even if we don't exactly know what's the right and wrong decision. We're trying to make the right decision as long as you're trying, and as long as you learn from your wrong decisions. Um, I think that's the best we can do. So just just try. I like that. Um, well, I, I guess with that, thanks. Thanks for Chris for for joining us 
us today. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Um, it was awesome having a first guest. We're still experimenting, seeing seeing how this sort of thing might work. Um, but I certainly enjoyed it. Um, and so, yeah, that does it for this edition of The Old Goal of Truth. We're still on hiatus for the next little bit, but please join us on reddit.com slash r slash togotpod. Thanks for studying with us. Thanks, Chris, for joining, and thanks, everyone, for listening.